Hey everybody out in podcast land, it's David coming at you with a new podcast. Well, today it's been a little bit rainy outside. It's um, 7.09 p.m. October 8, 2021 of the year of our Lord. And I'm here to give you the remainder of Luke chapter 13 today. How's everybody doing out there today? I figured I'd put a little music in the background today as I talk to you and I hope it's not irritating or anything kind of goes along with this rainy day that we're having well Luke chapter 13 let's let's go to verse number 6 he spake also this a parable a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none Verse number 7, Then said he unto the dresser of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answered, verse number 8, And said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I dig, shall I dig about it and dung it? Verse 9, And if it bear fruit well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. Interesting statement here, and we never hear the conclusion of this parable. It's not like a story that you open up and it says, once upon a time, and then you read all the middle of the book, and you get to the end and it says, the end. You don't see that here. You see the beginning of the story, a man that owned a fig tree and a a vineyard came to check on his uh, fig tree to see if he can get some figs, and guess what? There was none. So he said, man, cut it down. And so he cuts it down. Well, no, he didn't cut it down. Because there was somebody standing there saying, hold on. Let me take some more time to work with this tree. And if the tree doesn't bear fruit after I work with it, then cut it down and you will be out nothing. But we never hear the conclusion. We never hear the ending. Does the fig tree bear a fig for this man? Does something mysteriously happen to the guy that's taking care of the tree? Does the rich man die within a year and never comes back to the fig tree? Makes you wonder. Makes you think. What could have happened to this fig tree? It's an interesting parable in the midst of a story as Jesus is talking to some people. So I prayed about this and I thought about it for a while because it bothered me. I really wanted to hear the ending of this. I was hoping Jesus at some place in scripture would show the ending of this parable and let us know what happened, but he never does. A couple interesting things that I believe God revealed to me in this little parable, this few verses, verse number six till verse number nine, about four verses there. In these four verses, you don't get much to understand. You don't get much to see except for a little story, a parable. But as I pondered on it, I thought of a few things here that was interesting. And I won't say it in any particular order. I'll just say them as they come to me now. We have a rich man and we have a a worker. Well, I believe he's rich because he owns a vineyard and... Then in this vineyard, this rich man decided to plant a fig tree. We don't know why. 
But it was about three years. Because verse number says, 7 says, Then said he unto the dresser of the vineyard. So this guy was the dresser of the vineyard. He's the one that took care of the vines, the, vine, the vineyard of grapes. Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree. So we know that for three years he came to this fig tree inside of his vineyard. And this is what he says, and I find none. So he hasn't even found one fig on it. And he says this, cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? So it makes you think, why didn't he do it on year one? Maybe because on year one he said, man, I can't wait till next year. I'll have some figs. And the second year he comes back and he didn't have no figs. And maybe he says, yeah, it's only been a couple years. Let's go for one more year. And on the third year he comes and there's still no figs. And this dresser of the vineyard was standing there with him. Maybe he's one of the higher ups because he gets to walk around with the, the owner. Maybe he's somebody that's trusted, knows what he's talking about, understands the vineyard and understands the fig tree. And he's taking the, the man to the fig tree to help him get a fig. As he shows up there, there's no figs. But what's interesting is as he says, cut it down, this worker says, no, give me one more year, which makes it four years. If it doesn't happen within that year when you come back, then cut it down. You haven't lost anything because I'm going to do all the work. I'm going to dung it. I'm going to do all kinds of stuff extra to this tree, but just don't cut it down yet. And I thought about this because I plant trees and I take care of lots of gardens in the summer and I love plants and I'm always working with them. I love plants so much that even if uh, a part of the stem or um, just a long enough branch of it falls off, I replant it in the ground or water and I try to grow it again because I don't even want to see that part die because I spend so much time working with them and I love to see them grow and what they produce and they're just amazing to see and why waste it? But yet this man is so mad because he didn't get a fig that he wants to cut it down. What's interesting is this worker, like myself, says, no, give me one more chance with this tree. Don't hurt the tree yet. Don't kill the tree. Now, I know you all out there are probably listening. Oh, the tree. Who cares? It's just a tree. Cut it down. Yeah, but trees and plants are not just trees and plants. Now, I'm not saying they're alive with a soul or a spirit, but they are alive. And it's amazing to see how when the sun hits them, how they move and how the rain drops go on them and it gives them new life. And you get to see them grow and produce fruit and then go through the cycle of life with other animals like insects and how that whole circle of uh, growth and production works. It's really amazing just to see it wasted. Most people that aren't invested in it can waste it. Most people that haven't invested any time can just say, cut it down. Most people that just pay for it and drop it off to somebody else can say, here, I, I can't take care of this. You just have it. But this man that was a worker said, no, I've spent a lot of time in this vineyard. I've watched this tree for three years grow. I've taken care of this tree. I do not want to see it wasted. Give me one more year because he had faith in his what he can do and he had faith in his tree and maybe he prayed for the tree like I do I pray for my plants I pray for my trees I pray for my animals I pray for the bees I pray for the whole cycle I always pray for them because I know they give glory to God every time they grow they face upward they face the sky and they look up and I know that God looks down and he finds joy in the things that he created and plants don't sin the only sin here was it didn't have fruit on it for the man that wanted it 
We don't know why he wanted fig. He was a vineyard man. Maybe he's seen figs on a neighbor or somebody else had figs that he had at one time. And he says, I want a fig tree. And he was impatient, so he wanted to plant one. But Jesus used an example that if this tree doesn't plant, if this tree doesn't produce, I will cut it down. But luckily there was somebody there to say, no, please, don't cut it down. We can use this in many forms, folks. I believe we can use it in our prayers. If you're praying for something and you're at the point to cut it down, say, no, give me one more year. Give me one more chance to pray for this. If it's a soul and you say, man, this person's useless and he'll never make it to heaven, give it one more year. Pray for that soul. Spend time fertilizing it. Spend time with it. Maybe it's a situation in your life and you're saying, I'm done with it. No, give it one more year. Give it some more chance. Fertilize it. Spend some time. There's so much more you can get out of this story. But this is the focus I want to focus on because I remember a story of Moses and there was a plague that was put upon the people of Israel, the children of God, because they were not listening. And so God decides to execute judgment on them. And as he's got the warring angel out there slicing them and killing them, Moses looks to Aaron and his sons and says, come on to the ministry, follow me, and takes off running to get in front of this angel and stands so the angel stays his sword so he doesn't kill no more. Now, that's an amazing man. But I look at a man that said, I have an investment. I have investment in people. I've invested in them since we've left Egypt. I've walked with them. I've slept here with them. I've ate with them. I've listened to their cries. I've heard them. And I don't want to see them cut down like this. Please stop it. Give me one more chance, God. And God stayed the sword of the death angel. Folks, we are in a time now. I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on, but this is definitely political. But God is greater than any political force that's out there. And there's an agenda. There's a big agenda. If you don't see it, then you're blind. You need to pray that God opens your eyes. There's a great movement that's going on. There's a great attack to fulfill Scripture in a way that they don't even see. But if you think you're excited about that, I wouldn't be. Because the time that's coming is very scary, deadly, sorrowful. And it will be a time of sorrows. It's going to be a time where we're going to be having to lean on God more with prayer, faith. We're going to have to really be modest in our living. We're going to really have to take care and circumspectly as we walk, watch where we go, watch what we say, watch what we do. We really have to be careful who we support because in our support reveals your heart. And be careful what you say about other people that God might have raised up that might not look like the people you say That's not a person God's going to use because God can use anybody. And you'll be surprised the people that God uses. All through history, God has used people that people have looked down upon, have not cared about. Even ministers have missed it. Look at Jonah. God sends him over to a, a place to minister. And Jonah didn't want to minister there. He ran the opposite way that God was wanting him to go. Because he wanted to see the people punished for their sins. And it's a funny thing to watch mankind because when you get saved, it's a small moment of joy in your heart and your life. And then you turn your attention to other souls to see them change and see them judged for their sins and them punished. Why you yourself sin on, live the life in this flesh. Do you consider that Maybe God saved you to have moments with you, for you to have your moments with Him. 
Why do we waste our time pointing our fingers at others and saying, oh, look at that person. Oh, look at what they believe. Oh, look at the religion they're in. Oh, look at the people that they follow. Oh, they cannot be saved. Oh, God cannot use them. There's no way. And you point your religious finger all over the place and you forget where you came from. Maybe today you need to meditate where you came from because if it was not for somebody saying, give them one more year, let me work with them, you might not be in the place you are. You might not even remember who helped you get to where you are today. You might have changed the story to where you've always been saved. You've always known God. You've always had a religious connection with Jesus. While you lived a degradation life of sin, you went to places that you shouldn't have went. You did things you shouldn't have done. You lived a life of destruction and despair. You've ruined families and friends and you've ruined your name. But you said, oh, I love God. I've always been with God. God's always been in my life and I've always been a prophet of God. Be careful. Be real careful. Because it can be taken away in a moment. Just like this fig tree, it can be cut down. The master can come and say, I'm looking for some figs. I'm looking for some fruit. And you don't have none. Cut it down. And you don't know if somebody's standing in the wings saying, God, please give me one more chance with this person. God, please give these people one more chance. God, please help them, people. They don't know what they do. Stefan was a good man when he got stoned. When they stoned him to death, mocked him for his belief in Jesus Christ as a Jew, and said, oh, we don't want to hear no more of that, that man. He's, he's, a, he's a liar. He's, he's phony. He's full of the devil. He claims to be God. And they stoned him. And as they stoned him to death, he looked up in the heavens open and he saw Jesus. And he said, Jesus, please forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was crying out, God, give them another chance. Give them another year. Let them be fertilized. Help them, Jesus, is what he was doing. And that should be the call of every Christian. We should not be judging people in the form of wanting to see them go to hell. Or just to get another mark in our banner to say, look at what we've done. I've done this much debating. I've done this much arguing. I've done this much convincing. Instead, be humble about what you do. Love people. And trust God. And with that, God bless. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast today. I just want to thank my sponsors out there for sponsoring us and believing in our ministry and this podcast. And I want to just let everyone know we gained a new sponsor. So now we have three sponsors for Sanctified Life Ministries that has sponsored this podcast. And I want to thank our new sponsor, Jacob Rivard. We put out a praise report for you and uh, we just pray for you and all of our other sponsors out there. And if you would like to be a sponsor of this podcast, there's a spot there you can click on to become a sponsor. And then you can contribute to blessing us and this podcast to get out to reach more people. God bless. And we want to thank you all and have a good night. God bless. Hey, have you ever heard of my pillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, 
I'm a user of my pillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but my pillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use my pillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the my pillow with us wherever we go. You can get the my pillow too by going to mypillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man and he produced a very good product. I am advertising my pillow for free for him. And if I were you, I would buy a my pillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product and it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless and go to mypillow.com and order my pillow or wherever you go and you see a my pillow, buy the my pillow and watch. You will be blessed. Thank you.